0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages and every other gender that might be out there. We don't want to exclude anybody. We want everybody to get all their gun news, gun information, gun politics from right here at Locked and Loaded. I am Roger B., and here we go. First, I'm going to step in and talk about a situation where somebody was defending themselves... And somebody got shot and killed because there was a case of road rage. This was in Fort Worth, Texas. It began with a motorcyclist stopping his bike on a busy interstate to confront somebody who apparently he thought had wronged him in some way. And um, he had his own gun, apparently, and was confronting this man in an SUV who had kids in his car. And the man apparently decided this was not going to, he did not want to become a victim. So he fired back and killed the guy. It's like, you know, stupid is as stupid does. First of all, you don't stop on the middle of a busy freeway. Whatever had happened, nobody was in danger. He was pissed because of something or another, and then he ended up losing his life because he was stupid. So, but that was, but the great thing about this is the guy who did the shooting, the driver of the SUV, is not being charged. They're saying it was a self-defense and he's not being charged with any crime. And the SUV driver even asked him to put the gun down. And he had children in the car. And this guy pulled a gun on this guy with children in his SUV and started threatening them. And they think the guy fired his weapon but didn't hit anybody. But then... Person in the SUV fired back and hit him multiple times. So, it was great. You know, and, and this guy would be alive today if he would muttering about, about getting cut off in traffic or something like that. You know what? Especially on a motorcycle, sometimes people don't see you, and I understand. It's easy to get mad at somebody when they cut you off. Whether you're in a car, motorcycle, a truck, whatever. It's, it's easy to get mad, but you know what? You yell, you scream, you wave your hands at them, and you keep driving. You don't stop and pull a gun and walk back to confront them. That's just plain stupid. And this guy now paid the price for that. He is now dead because he stopped on a busy freeway and tried to confront somebody who he thought cut him off. So so pay attention, especially if you're a gun owner you carry a gun. Don't do something stupid like this. This is just, I can't say enough how stupid this is. Stupid is as stupid does, and this guy was doing the most stupid thing he could. This motorcycle apparently was passing somebody between two cars. So he was lane splitting, which I don't know if that's legal in Texas or not. And even if it is legal, you generally have no right of way if you're lane splitting. So he was coming up between two cars, and then he apparently decided this guy tried to cut him off, and he ends up getting shot and killed. But at least the owner of the SUV, the guy who shot him, is not being charged with any crime. The police are giving it a self-defense... Status, So he'll be able to go home, go on with his life. And the guy who had the bike and stopped it on the freeway and turned around to confront this guy with his own gun will not be going anywhere but into the ground six feet deep. So don't be stupid. Don't end up dead. That's that's a good lesson to learn. That's the first lesson of the day today. Don't be stupid. Don't end up dead. But now let's get into something a little lighter. Something a little more, uh, let's call it interesting. This year... The NRA show, which is going to be held, I believe, in Houston, Texas. Yes, Houston, Texas. And this is the first one I think they've had in a couple years because the last couple were virtual because of the whole COVID thing, Corona, whatever they want to call it, you know. And its I saw something I thought was amusing. They have the Delta variant of the coronavirus. So it's funny because now Delta, the airline, is going, oh, that's an unfortunate name for this version of coronavirus. And Corona apparently tweeted back to them, welcome to the show. <laughs> So apparently Delta's not happy about having the new virus variation called the Delta variant. But anyway, back to the story. So we're in Houston, Texas for the NRA show, which is going to be live this year for the first time in a couple of years. And one thing, you know, normally if you go to these shows, you see all the new manufacturers. You see accessories. You see all kinds of um, new products. You see everything that has to do with guns, hunting, sporting events involving guns, all kinds of things like that are all represented at this show. It is huge. I've been to it one time, and it was unbelievable. It was huge. Basically, it's like a shot show for the general public. They can come and get in here and see everything that generally they show at shot show. In fact, a lot of them have the same, a lot of the manufacturers have the same displays at the NRA show that they have at shot show. But one thing new they're going to do this year, which they have not done before, is there's going to be a concealed carry fashion show because everything's bigger in Texas, right? So I imagine they'll have models, males, females, probably some of both, and they're going to have them showing off their concealed carry clothing, concealed carry holsters, whatever that you would use to help provide concealed carry. They're going to have a fashion show to show it off. Now, this is going to be awesome because I think this is the first time they're doing this, and this is something that adds a little bit of uh, a different twist to some of the normal NRA stuff, which is going to be great. The CCW Fashion Show will exhibit available concealment options such as holsters, off-body carry bags, purses, and clothing, as well as to educate attendees on what they might want to add to their carry toolbox. And several vendors will be on site to answer questions and give further demonstrations of products featured. So this ought to be pretty interesting because with so many more gun owners coming into the fold every year, it seems like these people might, you know, if they go to the NRA show, it would be a good place to get, educated on some of the things that you might normally need for an everyday carry. Because not everybody knows, you know, what they're going to need or how it's going to feel or, you know, which holster is right for them or what they need to check for when they're buying a holster. And this will give them an idea. Maybe they don't want to carry a holster. Maybe they want to carry some sort of bag or some sort of, uh, you know, external way of carrying their gun. It's going to be sponsored in part by DC Project. The DC Project representatives are going to be opening with lead speakers for the show, telling their stories about their relationship to the Second Amendment. So that ought to be fun. It's, this will be the first time that we're going to have a fashion show at the NRA show, which I thought was great. I mean, it's be, it, hopefully this means it's becoming more mainstream to be great because that's what we need. Guns need to become more mainstream because right now so many people tend to ostracize those who own guns or put them in these crazy radical categories when actually they're just citizens like you and I who want to just have that possibility if necessary to protect themselves in the event of something going wrong. You know, It's the same reason why you have a fire extinguisher. You have a fire extinguisher because if, if you have a fire, you got a way to put it out. You carry a gun because in case... Something goes wrong, you can defend yourself, your property, your family. And people go, but there's a police department. Yeah, well, there's a fire department also. Just because there's a fire department doesn't mean you shouldn't have a fire extinguisher. And just because there's a police department doesn't mean you shouldn't be trained in carrying your own weapon and be your own first responder. I can't say that enough. Be your own first responder. And not just with a gun to defend yourself. I consider carrying a first aid kit in any car that you may drive to be part of being a first responder. If something were to happen, whether it be an accident... Um, somebody just, you know, falls out of the car funny or something happens and they get hurt, you need to be the first responder. You need to be able to take care of them. And a first aid kit will be one more thing you need to keep in the toolbox to be able to be a first responder. And a gun, just in case someone comes and tries to threaten you on their motorcycle that they stopped on the freeway illegally, you need to be able to defend yourself and your family from crazy people like this. So be aware of this and know that... That's what it takes. So this, this will give you ideas on how to carry stuff, ways you can do it, products that are available. I hope they actually video this and put it online. That would be really great to see this because I would like to see the fashion show. I think that would be neat. And I'm sure they're going to have some glitz and glam and some, you know, uh, what would you call them, models of whatever type showing off their, their wares, which will be interesting because this will probably be one of the first times they actually had this kind of thing going on in an NRA show. Which ought to be fun. I hope it comes across as good and that becomes a standard at the NRA shows from here on out. And if you've never been to an NRA show, I highly recommend it. Now, I think it's going to take place in August this year, which means, oh, no, no, September. September 4th is when the show is. So it's probably going to be that weekend. And if you've never been, if you can get a room in Houston, anywhere near where the convention center is, by all means do it. If you're an enthusiast, this will be the experience of a lifetime if you've never done it. There are so many things to see. You get to handle all these weapons, all these new products. You get to handle them. Put your hands on them. See how they work. You know, you get to hold all these different guns. They're available. Now, granted, they have little, you know, wires on them that keep them attached so nobody walks off with them. But still, you get to handle them. You get to see how they are and you get a chance at looking at some of the brand new stuff when it first comes out, which is always fun. It's like a giant gun show that lasts for three days, although I did it the last time, I think, in one day, and I could have used another two easily. But anyway, if you get a chance, go. It's in Houston this year. I don't know uh, if they're sold out yet on tickets. They usually sell a limited number of tickets, but if they're available, I think you have to be an NRA member to attend, however. So if you're not an NRA member, you need to sign up. Get with the NRA and go to their show. You'll have a great time. Okay, now we're going to cut over to the UK. Let's go to Britain for a minute. Now, Britain has had gun control for many, many years. Most people there do not own a gun. If they do, it's probably something very specific for some sort of sporting event, like a a shotgun or rimfire rifles for target shooting, things like this. They don't allow people to have a lot of weapons there. In fact, lately, they've had trouble with knives, So they decided that, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have what we call – now, this is different because in the U.S. they would call this a buyback program because they want to give compensation. In the U.K., they're just saying this is an amnesty program, meaning if you want to give up some knife that you think might be dangerous, you can put it in one of these bins we have, and we will collect it and take it off the street and make the street safer by taking back these knives. So they did this, and they got 87 different implements when they collected and I went through, and they have a picture of this online. You can go look at the picture of this, which is, this is the in the amnesty bin. They emptied it out. And in the amnesty bin, I saw there were four short swords, which actually could be considered possibly just one kukri knife and one other military-style-looking knife. Everything else was just a common kitchen knife, little from little paring knives to chef's knives. But the most amazing thing was they had collected 87 things, but I counted in the picture, 17 of these things were spoons. Now, I don't know how you could hurt anybody with a spoon, but they had 17 spoons, three forks, one spatula, a pair of scissors, and a pizza cutter. Now, pizza cutter, I thought about that. and I said, yeah, you could be swinging that at somebody, starting to make slices into them. You know, pretend they're a pepperoni and start slicing them up. But that's what they ended up getting out of this amnesty program. And if you look, if you go online and look for the picture, you can see almost every one of these is a relatively small kitchen knife. A few chef's knives in there. And I wonder who would go through their kitchen. And hand in their kitchen knives, unless you are planning on getting new ones and they just didn't have a way to dispose of them and said, you know what, I'll give them to the government. They can do something with them because a used knife, unless it's something extremely collectible made by a certain maker, a used kitchen knife on the market probably isn't worth too much. You know, if you can sell it, if you have a whole set of them, maybe you can sell it for something. But most of the time, if they've lost usefulness in your drawer and you want to get rid of them, you generally have to just throw them away. So these people decided, you know what, I'm not going to throw it away. I'll give it to the government and the amnesty program and throw it in the bin. And I don't know how they ended up with 17 spoons. They, were they thinking the spoons were dangerous? I don't know. Or maybe they just got a new set of silverware and wanted to dispose of the old stuff. So it was probably pretty funny because they had no, very few, there were no daggers, no switchblades, no... Um, You know, none of the stuff that you would think would be the more dangerous knives, but the pizza cutter was the one I loved. That was great. The pizza cutter and the screwdrivers, because you could poke somebody in the eye with a screwdriver, I suppose. All right, we're going to be back in just a couple of minutes. I'll come up with some more stuff to tell you guys, but in the meantime, make sure you keep your knives handy, because we'll be back in a few minutes. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio.
0: We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Right before we left for the break, we were talking about the UK Amnesty Program on knife control. And uh, we talked about the spoons, the 17 spoons, a couple three forks, a screwdriver, a set of kitchen shears, which actually look pretty nice. We like to keep those. And, of course, the spatula, which I thought was weird. I don't know why anybody would have a spatula thrown in there thinking it was a weapon. And the pizza cutter. Now, that I would like to see. A ninja with a pizza cutter might be dangerous. I don't know. That that would be interesting. That would be a good idea for a cartoon character. Ninja with a pizza cutter. I don't know how many of you saw the movie Mystery Men where the guy had forks and he was using them as weapons. But anyway, so if you're in England. Now, I don't know. I assume they still sell kitchen knives there. You've got to be able to buy kitchen knives to stock your kitchen. And I guess these people just got new ones or decided to get rid of the old ones or thought they were a danger somehow or they needed some more drawer space. But like I see, if you find the picture of this, 90% of these knives are kitchen knives. And I guess they just decided, okay, let's get rid of them and get some new ones. So they put them in the amnesty bin. Okay, now we're going to go. This is a story that's a few months old, but I'm going to bring it up anyway because I don't think I brought it up when it happened. There was a world's record set for hits on a target from a distance of 4,549 yards. Now, in case you're wondering, 1,760 yards is one mile. This, at 4,549 yards, is 2.58 miles away. And this guy made four hits on a target, eight feet by eight feet. Okay, it's a big target, eight feet by eight feet. But still, you're two and a half miles away. And he fired four shots and hit four shots in a row on this target. Now, granted, before he actually made the hits, he did some warming up and practicing and trying to get the thing on the, on the board and compensate for wind and all that, which was the hardest thing to do at that distance. But then he fired four shots and got four shots on target in a row. And this was a 375 Shitak, which, if you don't know, that is a huge cartridge with lots of powder and a 361 grain projectile. So this thing is built for long distance. Let's say, it was at two and a half miles away. Now, the bullseye on this target was 45 inches. That's almost four feet across. Now, granted, I saw the target. He didn't actually hit the bullseye in any of them, but he did hit the board four times at over 4,500 yards. So that's pretty impressive. Let's see, what else did they have? Oh, he had a, uh, what is it, a Hill County Rifles. That was the people who made the rifle, Hill County Rifles. Actually, they were the one who sponsored the event. And it had a Knight Force ATACR 5 to 5 by 56. Now, a 5 to 25 optic is not that strong. I bet even through that optic, he could barely see the target he was shooting at at that distance. Two and a half miles away, even with that thing on maximum magnification, you're probably barely seeing a little speck through your scope. So I'm surprised he didn't use the scope with a little more magnification, but still, he managed to make his hits. They used wind elevation data col- collected by a whole team of shooters who were there to help him. And he was able to break the world's record by hitting four shots on an 8x8 target. So just in case you're having trouble at the 100-yard range, keep in mind, this guy can shoot two and a half miles away and hit stuff. That's pretty neat. But I'm sure that doesn't happen every day, and I wouldn't depend on it if you had to hit somebody at that range. Because like I say, on that 8-foot-by-8-foot target, he was kind of hitting the edges around the bullseye. If you were standing in front of the bullseye, you would have been completely safe, (laughs) at least for those four shots. Now, it's, this, is about, this is a story I have about Representative Nancy Mace. Now, she apparently is a lawmaker, um, and she has decided to start carrying a gun after death threats were made against her. And why shouldn't she? I mean, just because she's a politician doesn't mean she should give up her right to carry. In fact, a lot of politicians believe they have more of a right to carry or be protected than common citizens do, which is ridiculous because representatives are common citizens. So, but anyway, so she did, she got a up, wake-up call from the police. Police were investigating, and they had graffiti that was said, F you, Nancy. All politicians are bastard, scrubbed away by the crews the day it happened. So they took care of it. But in a week after the incident, she posted on her personal Twitter page, buying another firearm, this one to carry. I now go to the gun range, gun range almost weekly to practice shooting. she said, which you should do if you're a new shooter something you should do go at least once a month fire one box of ammo i know it's expensive right now but the prices are coming down ammo is filling the pipeline again and it is becoming much more available so it should be i don't know if it'll be you know 2019 prices anytime soon but it will start falling to somewhat reasonable prices here shortly so that'll be good but, you know, you, and the representative said, it doesn't feel good. I feel like I have to look behind my shoulder every day. It does, I don't feel safe. I carry a gun wherever I go today, wherever I'm allowed to, I carry. So she's following carry laws and following carry restrictions, which is good because just because she's a politician should not give her any right to carry a gun where she's not supposed to. There's uh, additional
2: information on that story, by the
1: Oh, way. okay. Well, let's get that up then. Uh
2: She's a, a very attractive lady, and uh, she was on Fox and Friends the other day talking about carrying. Oh, okay. And not only did she start carrying, but she has been taking her daughters. I think I remember one being twelve. I don't recall the uh, the age of the other daughter. Okay. But uh, she started taking them to the range with her, and teaching them how to shoot. And the reason being is that she, obviously, a 12-year-old's not going to carry, but no. they have weapons in the house. Right, and, and having the skill is important. And having the skill is important. And, you know, and that's what she pointed out is that, you know, I can't be home all the time, and if somebody were to try to break in or break in, then I want my daughters trained to defend themselves. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, and and like I said, I I know that or I say I know. I'm pretty sure that one of them is 12 years old and I don't know the age of the other one. Uh I'm for some reason 10 pops up, but I oh, can so say younger maybe, sure. okay. Yeah. But that being said, I was shooting by the time I was 10.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, most people, if they're into the culture, they teach their kids as young as they think is a safe age. And determining whether your kid is of safe age is depends on the kid. Some are more mature than others. Some are not. Some listen better. Some are better disciplined. Some are not. you got to take all those factors into account.
2: But, if, you know, I have no problem with a 12-year-old if somebody's, you know – It sort of reminds me of Home
1: Alone, you know? Right. If he had had a gun, that movie would have been a lot shorter. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. Uh,
0: But,
2: you know, it's – I I think our culture is coming to this, and you don't – and like you and I have pointed out hundreds of times, be
1: aware of your surroundings. Situational awareness is key in any situation, yes.
2: You don't know who's been watching your house. You don't know,
1: and what. especially being a politician, you're in the public eye. Sure, they, the cameras follow you a lot of times, all over the place. They know where you are when you're not home, when you are home. These these people, if they're anybody intent on doing harm, they can look into it. They can find out when people are there, when they're not, and who's available. So that's something to consider too. If you're a celebrity or a politician, you are more exposed than the regular, an average person, I suppose.
2: So I uh, totally support representative mace i believe right nancy mace N- yes that's her I, name and i believe is she from south carolina
1: um or? and you're going to ask me that and i don't know it doesn't say I can't south remem- carolina yes she's okay. a republican representative from south carolina well i'm not
2: as dumb as i look i remember you remember
1: that's all that matters i have the story right in front of me it took me a minute to find it <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway i i applaud her for doing it and hope that more people will follow in her footsteps
1: yeah, I mean, that's this is great. I mean, last year, I think in 20, 2020, we had 8.4 million new gun owners. People that never owned a gun before bought a gun last year. And hopefully all those people are getting some training or they know how to use a gun and just hadn't had one before or... You know, never had one recently since they were an adult. Maybe they were taught to shoot as a kid. But if they haven't been, they need to get that training. Get somebody to teach you. Take the time. Learn properly so you can be your own first responder.
2: You know, there's one other thing I'd like to add to this is that uh, I know you and I both have alarm systems. But the worst thing a person can do and they think they're being cool this house protected by S&W, or this house Yeah, protect-
1: that's not a wise idea. No. Uh,
2: all, it is, all it's doing is inviting <laughs> your house to be robbed.
1: Right, you're telling them you have guns there. When you're not home, no one's going to stop them from taking them. Also, don't put those on your car, either.
0: No.
1: Yeah, that's just an invitation for someone to break in and try and find your weapon in your car. You know, that's just I mean, I know it's cool to have the sticker and all, but you know, don't put it on your car. Don't put it on your house window. All you're going to do is advertise to people what's in there to steal.
2: All I All I advertise is that I've got a 24/7 security system and you, right, you, you
1: have to... video available. So if you come up to this house, there will be video of your face, of your body, of whatever you walk up with will be on video and you will have information to help track them down. So yes. That's, and that's been working great for, you know, I know a lot of these delivery companies are just throwing boxes on the porch and walking away. I had a few Apple delivered to me. They just threw them behind my mailbox at the bottom of the driveway. And I was like, oh, my God, my neighbor called me about one of them and said, uh, they just delivered a big box behind your mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> Like they didn't even want to come up the driveway and throw it on the front porch. And I was thinking, boy, if that didn't get found or I didn't get it first, that was going to be a problem because I'd report it as missing. Sure. And that would be that. So, you know, these delivery drivers, I know they're extra busy right now because everybody's ordering everything online now. They're doing a lot more shopping and stuff like that without actually having to go to the store in order to compensate, you know, for Corona and whatever. Although it seems as if things are coming back to normal. Gun prices have actually sort of stabilized, they're coming down a little bit, the supply line is getting filled back up. I'm seeing guns that were out of stock for, for months and months and months are now becoming more available and staying available. It used to be I'd get an email about a gun available or something I'd signed up for, they'd send me the email, and within minutes it was sold out. But now, click on a link the other day, boom, they still have them in stock, they're available. So they're they're staying in there longer. I think most people who wanted to stock up on stuff got what they wanted. So now may be a better time. If you're a first-time gun buyer, now may be a good time to go ahead and start looking. Get somebody to go with you. If you have a friend who's a gun owner or a friend who's an enthusiast, see if they'll go with you and help you. Go to the local gun store. Talk to the people there. And But if you have somebody who's an enthusiast and they're willing to help you, they could go to the gun store with you so you don't feel quite so intimidated. Most gun stores will go out of their way to make you feel comfortable and make you understand that the gun is only dangerous if you use it in a dangerous manner. No gun is going to shoot anybody by itself. And as long as you have proper handling and proper safety... It's never going to be an issue. That's why when you teach a 12-year-old how to shoot, you got to remember, a restraining order is only a piece of paper. (laughs) So, you know, if it comes into that later in her future, if she ends up being in a situation where uh, she needs to protect herself, she will have the skills she needs to do that, which is every parent probably wants that for their child. I can't imagine you don't. You want your child to be able to protect themselves. Now, granted, they have to know the difference between using a gun against a burglar and using a gun against a bully in school. There has to be a a distinction drawn there that's clear, sharp, and well-defined. There could be no issue about bringing a gun to school to take care of a bully. That is just completely unacceptable. All right. Well, I'm Roger B., and we're going to be back after a few messages. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio.
2: And, uh, I wanted to, uh, do a, a, message about this weekend, the 17th, Saturday the 17th. Uh, Colonel Graham White will be giving a talk. Uh, he's, a, uh, I I think he's been to Iraq now three different times. But, uh, this is in celebration. He's going to be the, I guess you'd call it the commencement speaker at the, uh, dedication of, The Desert Shield and Desert Storm display at Newtown Park in Johns Creek, Georgia. And uh, this is something that a lot of areas have not done. Uh, There's not been a lot of memorializing the folks that have served in Desert Shield and Desert Storm. But Johns Creek is very – they have the wall that heals. That's the replica of the Vietnam wall. And you're invited to come out. I think the ceremony starts at 10 o'clock. You're invited to come out and – the park is absolutely beautiful you'll enjoy the whole day there
1: hopefully the weather will hold out you can have a fantastic day with family
2: oh yeah absolutely and uh it's just something that we we need to continually thank our veterans in my opinion and uh
1: yeah i've always heard if you're eating today thank a farmer if you went to the store to get it thank a truck driver if you're reading stuff in english Thank you, soldier. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's true. That's very true.
1: But uh, I did want
2: to mention that. And uh, you all, anybody's welcome to come out to Johns Creek and Newtown Park. And like I said, I believe the ceremony starts at 7 o'clock.
0: Hello. My name is Rick White, and I'm the director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I want to encourage all Georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And if you're are a Georgia veteran, and the definition of a Georgia veteran is either you were born in the state of Georgia, or you've lived here 10 years, or you were raised your right hand and joined the military in this state, you are considered a Georgia veteran. For further information, go to www.gmvhof.org, or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much.
1: Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on The Doctor's Lounge and hear The Doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my
2: co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: And we're back. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening on America's Web Radio. Now, I don't know if you remember, a few months ago I talked about a school district that suspended some students because through a Zoom meeting or a Zoom lesson they were having in school during the corona pandemic, a BB gun was somehow dragged across the screen or was, was seen by a teacher. From what I understand, the gun fell down, the the student leaned over to pick it up, set it back up in the corner, and she caught a glimpse of it as he was putting it back up in his room. Now, this is in his own room in his house. He's not at school. He's at his room in his house. And not long after that, another student, uh, was it Brown, had an accidental display of a BB gun as well. Now what these and these and the kids were suspended, and marks were put on their permanent record saying something about gun. They had some gun violation on their record, even though they were in their own homes. They were BB guns, and they didn't point it. They didn't show it. It just happened to be you know in the frame somehow of the Zoom meeting. So later on, they decided to sue the parish. Which is in, is in Louisiana, Jefferson Parish School Board was sued for this action, and they just got the agree, the board agreed to settle out of court. So they were paying the Brown, the Harrison family ninety two thousand five hundred dollars and the Brown family seventy two thousand five hundred dollars, all because this teacher had a conniption fit about seeing a BB gun on her on a camera in a kid's private room. It just goes to show you how these teachers just they think they run the entire world they think everything these kids do is their responsibility and it's not especially when you're teaching somebody from home their home is their own private space the fact that they let you in there is a privilege for you to experience and for you to treat somebody like this is completely ridiculous and apparently it costs the school board a ton of money what are we ninety two a hundred and sixty something thousand dollars. And now they're saying that they're going to change the, the charge to disruptive conduct instead of any kind of gun violation. But now they're going to try and refocus on getting that removed also, getting it expunged from their records. If not, they may have to sue them again. <laughs> and it's funny because the school board was criticized by the ACLU and, of course, by the NRA. Now, when the ACLU and the NRA can agree the decision was out of line, <laughs> you know something's wrong. These are two entities that rarely agree on very much. But they agreed that this was a problem, it shouldn't have happened, and that the parish that did it should apparently suffer the consequences. So both sets of parents agreed, and the kids are they're still going to have to go over their disciplinary record and, and decide if they can make it into a non-event, as it should be. I started to say... Who cares? Right. I mean you know, know it's it seems silly that they would even be concerned about this, but apparently just having something like that on a permanent record. And you wonder
2: what kind of teachers would even
1: you know, if if
2: there's anything there, the teacher, I assume, would know the student. Duh. Yeah. So after class, call the parents and say look. There was a gun of some sort. Maybe they couldn't uh, tell it was a BB gun, but would you say that that's put away somewhere where it right. doesn't show up Let's on camera? Right. Let's not cable? show it on
1: the Zoom meetings. Yeah, it's yeah. it, it was would have been so simple to handle privately and discreetly, but no, this teacher decided to bring it up and it ended up costing the school board one hundred and sixty some odd thousand dollars. Was it two different teachers or one? No, one. I believe it was one teacher in two different classrooms. Oh jeez. I don't know. Let's see. That I didn't find she, out, but yeah, it was sheer. in the same. It's both. Them are in the same parish, though, but same school board,
2: she or he should be looking for another job.
1: Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you know, like I said, when the NRA and the ACLU agree that you did yeah. something wrong, you know that's not even close to being right. So. I thought that was great. The fact that they won the money was fantastic. And oh, hopefully wow. they'll get their records expunged completely of the event.
2: And uh, it'll be a good start towards their college education.
1: That's right. That's right. $72,000, 92000 That would be a very good start. Maybe they'll even pay for most of their college, depending on where they go. Hopefully the kids are smart enough and they proceed with their education. Who knows? Maybe they'll become lawyers one day. <laughs> <laughs> and this may have inspired them. That would be awesome. But anyway, I just want to let you guys know that a suspension for a BB gun in the background of a Zoom call should not be something that should keep anybody up at night. It shouldn't be something that should bother anybody. You know, it'd be different if he pulled the gun up, pointed it at the screen, or pointed it at somebody in the room, or you know, was playing with it while he. But he just it had fallen down or got knocked over, and he picked it up, moved it out of the screen, and leaned it up back up against a corner, apparently, or back against the door or frame where it was, and got back to his lesson. So he was not intentionally trying to show it to anybody, from what from what they can tell. That's why I think the school they won this they won this lawsuit hands down with no questions asked. And the school board decided, you know what? Rather than take this to court and have this drag through the mud even more and spend more money defending ourselves, let's just settle this and get it out of the way and move on. So that would be something. Yeah, it, the Incredible. fact that it even happened is ridiculous. Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. But you know, Roger, you look around. Look at all of the stuff that's happening today. That's absolutely ridiculous. Mm, the list is long. It is, <laughs> and uh, you know it's uh, it's there again the tail trying to
1: wag the dog yep and that's it that's not supposed to happen it does happen sometimes i know a few dogs who can wag themselves with a tail but (laughs) you know that's not common and it's not supposed to happen like that the dog needs to be in control and apparently the school board was out of control of these teachers going crazy about seeing a bb gun on a zoom meeting the fact that it was in their own private homes is just ridiculous that they even thought they had any kind of right to tell them what they had in their own private homes that's crazy But apparently, they thought they did, and they tried to push a point, and they ended up getting shut down and shut down hard. Now, I just hope they expunge their records completely, and this event just becomes a non event completely, just disappears completely. There's no reason for this to be on any kid's record when they're that young. No. Back in the news Eric Swalwell, he is a representative who, if you know anything about him, he is a Vietnamese, uh, he is completely anti gun. He hates guns. He doesn't want them. He thinks Americans have far too many guns. He doesn't like them. And he had a point. He he made a tweet I think this week where he said something about unrestricted weaponry in the United, in the United States. Is he not aware of the thousands of gun laws on the books that restrict weaponry and restrict ownership of weapons? He's a he's a he's a a national representative. He should know. He's a politician. Well, You know, I had somebody once tell me, I'm a politician and an honest man. (laughs) And his date said, well, I'm a prostitute and a virgin. (laughs) So, you know, there might be a few of them out there, but I don't know. But unrestricted weaponry. He honestly believes there's unrestricted weaponry in this country. He's, oh, my God, he's just off there ranting and raving about unrestricted weapons when he has no idea how many restrictions there are. There are thousands of laws on the books on the federal level, not to mention on state levels they have even more laws restricting things on even more levels.
2: But, you know, I tell you what, this, this, and I see it every day in every shape, form, and fashion from medicine to what we're talking about, guns, and like the Georgia voting law. And all these people raising hell about it, they haven't read it.
1: Oh, probably not. They just think any law that has anything to do with voting has got to be bad.
2: And same way with guns.
1: Yeah. There are no restrictions on guns. Yeah. You can just buy one and have it mailed to your house. No, you you can't. Which, you know, you can buy a gun in your underwear sitting at home on your computer. But it will be shipped to your local... Licensed dealer for you to pick up and you have to fill out the appropriate 4473 form to be able to take it home with you. It doesn't get shipped to your door. You just don't open your mailbox and pull your gun out of there and and go home with it. It doesn't happen like that. i target practice with it. Right in the the middle of the street. (laughs) You don't start shooting it in your front yard as soon as you get it, no. Yeah, but the fact that these people believe this or I don't even know if they believe it. I think they're just pontificating about all these, you know, free guns everywhere. It's like, uh, yeah, what did somebody say? If voting was only as easy as getting a gun, it's like, oh, so you're just going to mail a gun to my house and let me get it without showing any ID. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> completely completely illegal, completely unreasonable to believe that's the truth. Completely a lie. Now, I I just I hate to think he honestly says this and believes it or if he's just he knows it's not true, but he lies anyway because he wants to get his point across. And that's what they say about politicians. You know, the only way to tell when they're lying is that their lips are moving. I mean, unrestricted weaponry? Then why can't I just run down to my local gun store, pick up an F-15 and some nukes to hang out for when Biden comes to collect your guns?
2: <laughs> oh, I, you know, but this, this is, again, the, we're, we have every tool in the world to find out information and people are too lazy and don't care or like you said they they're a politician and they want to make some make a all, point they off just... the wall comments so somebody will say look at this guy and what he said well he must be right he's a politician he's a representative
1: yeah. so he could be blatantly lying because he knows better but he says it anyway to try and get attention that's what i believe i think he knows better than that but, yet he still says it, tweets it out there, and people believe this this crap. They really do, which is ridiculous. So that's something Eric Swalwell, he's, he's been in the news before for being stupid. But I think he's willfully lying. I think he knows that there are restrictions on guns. I would hope he, if he's a lawmaker, he should know. If he doesn't know, then he's dumber than I thought he was. He's part of the AOC cult. Oh, maybe, yeah. She had a box of Cheerios and said, I'm going to save the world by planting these donut seeds. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she never becomes, she never loses her ability to become a source of entertainment. That's true. Yep. Now, what do I got now? Okay. Now, this is in Missouri. This is a great story because I've been harping on Missouri for a while because Missouri passed they – they're a sanctuary state. They're a Second Amendment sanctuary state. And what they did is they passed a law saying that they are not going to enforce any laws that they believe to be unconstitutional on a federal level in their state. And you might think, okay, they cannot enforce the laws, but the feds can still come in there and do it. No. Missouri has a ruling where if the feds come in and try and enforce a law that they believe is unconstitutional, the feds are subject to arrest. (laughs) Uh, Let me ask
2: you, have you read anywhere where that holds true with vaccination?
1: What do you mean, vaccine? Oh, like being able to arrest somebody for not being vaccinated?
2: No, for a federal whatever representative come in and say, have you been vac- vaccinated? No, and then give you a vaccination.
1: Ooh, I, yeah, I don't know. I used to tell everybody I am vaccinated because I have. I've been vaccinated for smallpox. I've been vaccinated for measles. I've been vaccinated for polio. I've been vaccinated. Yes, I have. Well, so I, I'm I, not lying when I say that. I got my uh, rabies shot too. So that's right. That's right. Because you you don't want to be a bad dog. <laughs> <laughs> No, but this – and now, of course, it's it's showing that the law of the land now states local police aren't allowed to assist the federal government in enforcing any gun control laws that they believe to be unconstitutional. And it also – and, of course, this is going to take some time because now they're severing ties with a lot of the, the federal law enforcement officers who are stationed in Missouri or trying to operate in Missouri. They're trying to sever ties with all these law enforcement agencies. And they're saying, you know, we're not going to be able to help you anymore. We don't want you operating here if you're going to enforce laws that we don't believe are constitutional. And if you do, you're subject to arrest, which to me is fantastic. This is the, what is it, the passage of the Second Amendment Preservation Act, which blocks Missouri police from enforcing a variety of federal gun laws.
2: Now, will the feds retaliate by saying, okay, you're kicked out of our data banks,
1: our data... I don't know what – you know, that would just – I would think that would just throw fuel on the fire. Why would you want to instigate and make things worse with something like this rather than try and come to terms and work out something? But, you know, every – it's funny. It's one of those jurisdiction things, you know? And they're going to argue this probably till the end of the world, trying to figure out who has jurisdiction over the state of Missouri. But it looks like right now Missouri is enforcing their version of a Second Amendment city. And theirs is the only one that I've seen that actually has teeth. Because the rest of the rest of them, yeah, the police don't have to cooperate, but they can't stop the feds. Here, they can actually stop the feds from going after people that they believe should not be gone after for any kind of gun violation. Now, if they're criminals, they're going to allow the feds or help them if they believe it's a constitutionally enforceable law. But if it's not, they're not going to help them at all, and they're not going to allow them to operate within the state. And this would be great because now Missouri puts themselves in kind of a interesting situation as being more of an independent state so they have control over their laws better than uh, other states do where federal officers are just allowed to roam free and do whatever they want in a lot of states where they believe in gun control they want as much federal help as they can get to start enforcing gun laws whether they be state gun laws federal gun laws they don't care they want every possible gun law enforced because they don't want people to have guns they don't believe anybody should need them even though we're supposed to have unrestricted weaponry. Hi, we're going to be right back after a few messages. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at Give.AlfredState.edu and
2: search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you.
0: Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last twenty years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, From Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support, so please go to our website, warriors to citizen.org. And find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you.
1: Okay,
2: folks, let's have some fun on America's Web Radio. We love idioms, and we want yours. So send it in, go into uh, our homepage, look under the flag at the banner, and uh, click on Idioms, and send us your idiom today. Thanks.
1: And we're back. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Radio. Right before we left for the break, we were talking about Missouri and how their relationship with the feds is changing as we speak. They realize that they cannot help the feds, and they will, in fact, arrest federal agents who try and violate constitutional rights. I say Missouri has one of the strongest Second Amendment sanctuary laws on the books right now, and I hope other states will follow and decide that their rights are worth preserving and that the government can't just take them with the federal government can't take them away at a whim, which is interesting because Biden has been attacking gun owners, gun ownership, gun manufacturers since he got in office. If he remembers he's doing it, I don't know. But he's been doing it. So it's funny because you would think that this would slow gun sales down. People would be afraid to buy guns. They'd be afraid they wouldn't be able to keep them. No, it's done the exact opposite. Now, granted, the sales of the people looking for F-15s and nukes has probably gone up also substantially because he said that's what you need to fight the U.S. government. Like he's going to use the U.S. government to fight against people who uh, who have weapons. But anyway, so I thought, you know, we looked into this and we saw there was like 8.4 million new gun owners last year. We're on track to break that record this year. 2021 is only halfway over, and yet we seem to be breaking records almost every month when it comes to gun sales. And now guns are becoming more plentiful. The pipelines are filling up, so they're becoming more available. So all these people couldn't find what they wanted. They need to get out there and start looking again, because most stuff is becoming available on a regular basis. But Smith & Wesson had reported its very best sales year ever in 2020. You might wonder, what is that? You know, 100 million, 200 million, 500 million. No. $1.1 billion in sales for the first time ever. That's up more than 100% (laughs) from 2019. So they went up over $500 million from the year before to hit the $1.1 billion mark. And, of course, June 17th, the CEO, Mark Smith, stated on an earnings call, we announced our employees this year we'll be distributing over $14 million to eligible employees, which will be about 15% of each employee's annual wages. So he's doing the right thing. He's giving the employees a boost. He's giving them a bonus. He's rewarding them for working hard, which is what happens in capitalism. When you have capitalism, you work hard. Everybody makes money. It trickles down, it trickles over. Everybody gets something for a successful business. But whenever the company, I mean, they doubled their sales from the year before. And they've been in business for 169 years. And this is the first time they topped $1 billion in sales. And the CEO appreciates, he said, it would not have been possible without all of our employees. So he's awarding every employee who is eligible. For the management bonus program, which is a bonus of about $1,200 for full-time employees, $600 for temporary workers, prorated for the months of service during the fiscal year, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but the fourth quarter, $323 million, was the highest quarter they ever recorded on record and marks the fourth consecutive record-breaking quarter for the company. So Smith & Wesson killed it last year. They were selling stuff so fast they couldn't manufacture enough. They shipped over 2.5 million units last year alone. And this is one company. So that's, that's awesome. That's a 70% increase over the year before. So that's awesome. And the U.S. firearms market, according to the NICS, grew by 42%. So gun sales are on the rise. They're doing well. Go ahead. If you have an interest in getting into it, I think things have settled down enough where you should be able to get something. Jump in, buy something, piss off Mr. Biden because he doesn't want you to have one anyway. Although he has been protected by guns his entire political career he has people with guns protecting him his family but you shouldn't have that he doesn't believe you have the right to have that what did he say take a shotgun hanging over the rail and blast off a couple shots which is absolutely the worst thing you can do just blasting off into god knows where without knowing where your target is that's one. you know one of the rules of gun safety know your target and what's behind it you don't just blast off rounds that's stupid But then again, Biden doesn't seem to understand how guns work or how they're supposed to be controlled or how you're supposed to use them. So, but this is great. And the top ammo maker, Oil Incorporation, which is a division of Winchester and Vista Outdoors, have seen a fourfold increase in their stock prices last year which is great because they're making money hand over fist right now. Now, we don't know how long this is going to continue, but so far this year, is look we've broken records about uh, three or four months out of the six months this year so far. So we are on track to do way better than last year as far as gun sales. This last half of the year, we'll really be able to tell. And I think what will determine that a lot is if Biden comes up with any more restrictions. If he tries to pass gun laws... The gun sales are going to spike again, go crazy. They're going to sell everything they can get your hands on. They're going to sell every last thing. So it's going to go nuts again. Right now, things are at a bit of a lull. So if you had any interest in buying something new, now might be the time. See, I picked this last year, back in late 2019. I told you, gun prices and ammo prices had never been lower than they were at that point. And of course, 2020 happened, the pandemic happened, the civil unrest happened, and the prices just went crazy everything doubled it's starting to trickle back down now a box of 9mm ammo that was going for $50 is now back down to I've seen it for $20 $21 so it's still probably twice what it could have been because last year or well, 2019 they were going for about $10 a box 8 to $10 a box now it's $20 to $25 a box so it's still high but it's coming back down from its peak so get ready because I think we're going to have a little bit of a lull here and if we do that's going to be the time you want to jump in and make a purchase stock up on a little bit of ammo, get a little extra. I always tell people, it's funny because I went with a friend to a gun show, and he was going to buy two boxes of ammo. And I said, no, look, the guy's got ten boxes there. Buy them all. That's 500 rounds. Oh, I don't need that much. How do you know? (laughs) How do you know what you're going to need? Do you buy toilet paper one roll at a time? No. Because when stuff gets messy, you don't want to have to be dealing uh, with toilet paper one square at a time. You want to have enough on hand to cover any kind of Crap you can get into. Same thing with this. Buy more ammo than you think you're gonna need. It lasts a long time. I don't believe there's very few ammo manufacturers that make ammo that will expire anytime within the next two or three decades. Most of it is very stable, as long as you keep it dry and in a relatively in a cool place, it'll be fine. It'll last for decades. I've shot stuff from World War II that shoots perfectly. It was kept stored inside, and it works flawlessly. Now, some of that stuff might be corrosive if it's old. So be aware, if you're buying new ammo, make sure it is non-corrosive. If it is corrosive, you're going to have to wash, literally wash the gun barrel out every time you use it because the corrosive ammo has things in it that will cause rust to form, and when the rust forms, it causes things to get messy. Now, you can go through and oil everything up, but it's best that you have to scrub that barrel down with soap and water, I know it sounds counterintuitive to use water in a gun barrel, but that's what it takes to get the corrosive elements out of corrosive primers. And that's where the corrosive part is, in the primer. The primer has corrosive elements in it that will get into your barrel and cause rust, cause corrosion, cause pitting, things like that. So if you're buying surplus ammo or ammo from out of the country, just check it and make sure it's uh, non-corrosive. And if it is corrosive, make sure you know how to clean your gun exceptionally well. But, yeah, I think now is going to be the time where if you ever had an inkling to get a gun and you were worried about the prices being too high or you wouldn't find what you wanted or the selection wouldn't be there, we're getting very close to being almost neutral as far as gun availability. I've been looking at stuff, and everything that was in that was out of stock is now coming back into stock, and they're just holding. They're not being sold out immediately with the way they were. For a while there, you'd look at something that would come for sale, and it'd be gone within hours. Now stuff is holding on. It's lasting longer. It's out there. So if you decide you want to do it, get a friend. Go, let them go to the gun store with you. Go to the gun show with you. Whatever you want to do. Look at guns. Find what you want. Make a purchase. Because I think it's only going to get worse from here on out. Once Biden, if he gets back on the on the gun control train, he's going to start going crazy. And I, I saw a story today that I didn't get a chance to get, but they're about to change some laws with the atf and if they do that they could turn thousands of gun owners so they say millions of gun owners into felons overnight by reclassifying um, certain accessories that used to be completely legal now they're going to reclassify them and make them illegal or something that has to be registered i think they're talking about the pistol braces pistol braces and 80 percent lowers and it's kind of funny because, you know, to build your own gun from scratch has never been illegal. It's always been hobbyist. Hell, the colonists probably built their own guns because they had no choice. The gun stores and during when the 1700s were not there. There was nothing like that. So get out there. Peruse your local gun stores. Go to your local gun sh- shows. Look. See what you need. Find somebody to go with you if you need to. Buy what you need, and if you can find ammo at a reasonable price, buy it. If not, buy some and wait, because I see the ammo starting to fall back down to regular prices.
2: I want to add one other thing, is to keep your eyes open and know what's going on around you. And not only that, but if you can find something that's not fake news, be aware (laughs) of the activities that are going on nationally and internationally, because you may need your weapons more than ever at some point with that being said i hate to do this to you roger but oh we are ready we're out of time so we'll be back next week with mr b uh with mr b that's right uh, we look forward to you all tuning in to locked and loaded with roger b you're listening to
0: america's web radio on the americas broadcast com. thank you for listening